A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Sarah Wilson, and welcome to another bonus episode of Wild. It's actually inspired by some of the techniques I explored in my book, First We Make the Beast Beautiful, which reframes anxiety through a philosophical, spiritual and evolutionary lens. As we get back to normal life and our schedules get busier and busier, I thought I'd share some of the things that work for me to set up for a great day or week or month. In this episode, I'm joined by Brooke McCullery from slowyourhome.com and we explore some simple techniques to build a scientifically backed and workable morning routine that will help modulate your way to a less anxious life. I hope you enjoy. As we spoke about in our last chat, you have developed a lot of tools and strategies that help you to manage your anxiety while traveling. Mm -hmm. But in this conversation, I'd really like to focus on the tools and strategies that you've developed over the years to manage anxiety across all of life. Yeah, yeah, which I often have to take while I'm traveling because I do travel a lot. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I have managed a business and and I've traveled a lot as we as we said and written books while kind of managing my anxiety often on my own without medication. Yeah. Do, do you have a I mean is there a trick to that because I know that a lot of people myself included would think that sounds anxiety inducing that mm. that lifestyle. So is there a trick? Wonderfully, I actually got my best tip from his holiness the Dalai Lama when I met with him a number of years ago. I brought to him the quandary a lot of us face and that is how do we get on with life with a mind that just doesn't stop mm. and chatters nervously all the time. 
And his answer was, don't bother. He said, you know, I could go and sit in a cave and meditate for a couple of years and maybe I could stop my mind from chattering. He said, but waste of time. I've got better things to do, like living my life and teaching people about altruism. And it was really interesting. It was very significant and poignant for me because I realised, wow, I can be anxious and I can have a good life, Mm. get on with my life. Um, And so that really um, dictated, I suppose, how... I went on to sort of write and, and um, build a business and have staff and all of that kind of thing. Um, and I describe it in my book, First We Make the Beast Beautiful, as being a bit like carrying a shallow bowl of water around for the rest of your life. And what you need to do is make sure you remain fairly stable. So you modulate to keep that bowl of water nice and stable so it doesn't slosh and slosh and then eventually tip out and then you spend your life going back to the source to refill the bowl. Um, And that was a decision I made. I was going to modulate and I think that's the best approach to handling anxiety. Rather than trying to... Fix it or eradicate it. Right. Exactly. I love that your best tip to dealing with this is just a casual tip from the Dalai Lama. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's a nice way to to answer it, isn't it? (laughs) So what... You you talk about keeping stable. What techniques do you utilise personally to keep stable? Yeah, I've got quite a few and it starts in the morning. I have a morning routine and you'll find that a lot of creatives and anyone with anxiety who's able to function pretty well has a morning routine. Mm. It's it, it's kind of non-negotiable in many ways. I mentioned in the first episode that making a lot of decisions triggers anxiety because they both use the same part of the brain. And if you exhaust it by making too many decisions, you'll then get anxious. Mm. So a really good technique is to automate as much as you can in the morning to free up your brain to make more important decisions later in the day. And this is a technique that a lot of business leaders, spiritual leaders use. So Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. they all use this. For instance, they wear one outfit. Right, the uniform. The uniform, exactly. And they eat boring breakfasts. There's none of this, will I eat Eggs Benedict or will I have avocado on toast? They have one breakfast and they stick to it so that they don't waste their brain power making decisions in the morning. It's really interesting. And in fact, Barack Obama had two suits for the whole of his presidency so that he didn't have to make too many unimportant decisions in the morning. I utilise that myself. So I get up in the morning, I've already decided whether I'll go to a yoga class or I'll just go for a walk, and I just get out the door. There's no sort of deliberation and trying to find my drink bottle. I just get out the door. I then meditate. Um, I then come back, shower and have a coffee and get on with my day. And I do that every day. I don't think about it. It's automated. And I actually start my day with as little anxiety as possible. So that's a really good technique. I mentioned meditation. It's something that I do do every day, and I've done that for almost 10 years now. I'm really bad at it. You know, my head wanders and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a nervous mess every morning when I sit down to do it. But the point of meditation is not so much what happens in meditation. It's the ability to sit in discomfort, Mm. to ride through it, that you then actually take into the rest of your day. And that is the skill set that I guess I've trained through practice in my brain morning after morning. And I've watched it play out, you know, in my day-to-day living. I love hearing that you, as someone who meditates daily and speaks of the benefits, are bad at it. I think that gives me a huge amount of hope. I know. I mean, you don't have to be good at it. Like, um, there's no perfection. And in fact, 
the more thoughts that bubble to the surface, it's more kind of friction from which you can actually build resilience mm. um, so that it can play out in the rest of your life. Um, and I think that's a big comfort as well. I find it comforting. Absolutely. Yeah. The other really important one, um, and I do this every day, is I walk. So either I go for a hike, that's sort of my absolute favourite hobby, and um, I walk to meetings, I walk to dinner with friends, any opportunity I can I walk. And there's a number of reasons why this really works to help with anxiety. Walking goes at the same pace as discerning thought. So we can think clearly and there are so few opportunities to do that. And I think a big cause of anxiety today is an inability or a lack of opportunity to think clearly, to get our thoughts out. And so walking really enables that and encourages it at the right relaxed pace. Yeah. The other thing, um, there's a lot of science that's been done into this and it's found that the part of the brain that controls walking is intertwined with the part that that controls anxiety or the flight or fight response. And we actually can't do both at once. So walking literally crowds out anxiety. Anxiety is put on a shelf while we're walking. And, you know, scientists have been able to show this at a very granular level. Um, But for me, it makes intuitive sense. I know when I walk, I just don't do anxiety or at least not at the same intensity. It's really uh, fascinating. And I think the thing that's so positive about that is that that's a tool that anyone has at their disposal. That's right. It's cheap. You can do it immediately. It's just so lo-fi, mm. you know. Yeah, getting analogue. Totally getting analogue. I'm curious, do you have any left-of-centre strategies or quirky strategies that also help you? Yes, I do. I do. It's not until you write a book about this do you realise how strange some of the things are (laughs) that you do on a daily basis. Um, So, yeah, one of the things I do is I actually experiment when I can to challenge myself on the stuff that freaks me out. So I can often really get freaked out by decisions that are as simple as what cafe I'm going to sit at Mm -hmm. when I have a day off. And that sounds so ridiculous, but it can actually see me sink into the gutter with paralysis. And I did this one where I actually went and actively chose the grimmest cafe with the worst kind of music crackling out of the speaker. And I then went and chose the wobbliest cafe. And I've got a chapter in my book called The Wobbliest Table at the Cafe. And I sat down one day and had the most beautiful experience. The waiter was just so friendly and brought me a free muffin and sat down and talked to me. And it really taught me about going to the thing that makes me nervous and sitting in it and watching what happens. And if you can write it out, you can actually retrain yourself to not freak out quite as often about Mm. these things. So I do that quite a lot. Yeah. What about those times where these techniques aren't cutting it Yeah, when you're in a panic. Yes, when things really get get bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, meditation doesn't work in those moments, right. and I'll be absolutely honest about that. But one thing that I share with people, and it's really, really hit home for many people with anxiety, is that a panic attack, for instance, only lasts 20 to 30 minutes. And when you realise that, you can sort of go, I can handle 20, 30 minutes of pain right. if I've just got to sit through it. And this is what's really interesting about anxiety, especially today. I think a lot of anxiety is about us being anxious about being anxious. And then we get anxious about being anxious about being anxious. So if you're having a panic attack, rather than getting anxious about it and then panicking further, ride it out. And once you have that knowledge, you're able to do that more readily, I think. 
Well, it's empowering to know that this will end and it's not too far down the track. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing is to walk once again. Walking out a panic attack really does work. So in that 20 to 30 minutes, if you can just walk out of the house, the breathing, the rhythmic breathing will really, really help. Now, I know you've, I've, I've heard you say this before, that there was something you did when you were going through one of these panic attacks that is left of centre, let's say. What did you do? Yeah, I, I mentioned it in my book, actually. I had a panic attack in a shopping mall once and I didn't know what to do. So I went into a sports shoe shop and simply asked the, the teenage boy behind the counter to measure my foot. Um, and I pretended I didn't know what size I was. And he brought out one of those little metal contraptions and just the human touch calmed me down. It's really odd, but I was very desperate and it worked. And it so worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, the human touch can really help. So what I'd like to ask you to do now is to guide us through a meditation. Yeah, I've got one that is one of my favourite techniques and I think it's a great one to do while you're travelling. Take a moment to get comfortable. If you're seated, have your feet planted out in front, your legs uncrossed. Rest your hands gently in your lap. I like to keep my head free, so I sit upright. But if you prefer, rest your head against the headrest. Now close your eyes and start to breathe in and out. Very gently place your tongue just behind your teeth and keep breathing in and out. Now very gently draw your breath up through your left nostril. Pause. Breathe out through your right nostril. Now breathe in through your right. Pause a little and then release out through your left nostril. Pause. Continue. In through your left. Out through your right. In through your right. Out through your left. Keep going. So now you can relax and go back to normal, gentle breathing. In and out. And when you're ready... Draw your attention to your teeth. Relax your teeth. Feel them release. Your teeth are now relaxed. Cast your mind to your toenails and relax them. Simply release any energy in your toenails. Release any tension. Draw your attention to your two nostrils. Relax them. And your upper palate. Release. Allow your face to soften. Now release your eyebrows. Release each hair. And allow the face to soften even more. If you feel your mind start to wander, gently come back to your breath, in and out. Now, 
with your eyes gently closed. Smile with your eyes. Simply soften them into a gentle smile. Now bring your focus down to your chest and smile with your heart. Feel yourself soften and open. Feel this softness and keep breathing in and out. When you're ready, gently move your toes and fingers. Take a deeper breath in and then gently bow forward over your lap. Simply hang your head forward and down. It's like you're doing a small bow. And surrender to the day. Release to wherever your journey is taking you. When you're ready, return to a seated position and gently open your eyes. Take a moment to feel the softness in your eyes, the clarity and stillness in your mind, and smile. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that and feel a little bit calmer and more centred. If you're still looking for more inspiration for living a more focused and organised life as we head into this new era, a couple of previous episodes for you to go back and listen to. In season two of Wild, I spoke to Oliver Berkman, who explored pretty much every bit of life-bettering advice on the planet in a weekly column he wrote for The Guardian over the course of a decade. In our chat, we explore together some great perspective-shifting insights to land you with more time for what actually matters in life, working from the very wild idea that he presents. We only have 4,000 weeks on this planet. The other from season one is my chat with Seth Godin, an incredible marketing mind, who of the hundreds, perhaps thousands of experts I've interviewed over my career, has the best lived time management and life balancing practices I've ever come across. It's a really great chat. And that's, as I say, in season one. The links for both of these are available in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay wild. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.